Hi everybody, welcome to episode 14 of the Photography Explained podcast. In this episode, what rules of composition do I use? I'm your host Rick and each week I will try to explain one photographic thing to you in plain English in less than 10 minutes without the irrelevant details. My aim is to explain things in just enough detail to help us with our photography and no more. Last episode. In the last episode, I told you all the rules of composition that I could find. It was a long list, but I did conclude by saying, don't worry, in the next episode, I'll just tell you the ones that I use, which narrows things down quite a lot and hopefully reassures you. Before I go on, I want to apologise now for the number of times I've failed to say the basic word composition, which is a concern when composition is in the title of the um, podcast episode. What are the rules of composition? Quick recap. I did explain this in the last episode, but what I didn't say was this. This is all about the taking of a photo and nothing else. There are things we can all do to photos in processing, but this is about getting the best composition you and I can every time in camera at the point of capture. There are loads of benefits to doing this, so please bear with me. This for me is the single most important thing in photography. Composition is king. If you learn one thing and one thing only from me, this is it. Okay, so what rules do I use? Rule of thirds. I use rule of thirds a lot. Rule of thirds, this is, um, again, it's a visual thing. But if you look through your viewfinder and imagine two horizontal lines at one thirds and two thirds height and two vertical lines at one thirds and two thirds in, you've got a nice little grid split into nine squares with four intersecting points. Now, these are golden. So I use the intersecting points if I've got something that I want to emphasize because those four intersecting points are points that the eye is initially drawn to. I use the horizontal lines to place on a landscape um, to place the horizon on either the lower line or the upper line and this depends on what's in the foreground and what the sky is looking like. If there's loads of interest in the sky we'll include more of it. There's more interest in the foreground or that's what you're photographing we'll use the lower line. The point of this is you are not putting the horizon in the middle of your frame, which is basically cutting your photo in half, which is aesthetically very unpleasing. For architectural photography, I use the horizontal and vertical lines to frame the building precisely. And it also helps me get my verticals vertical in camera rather than having to fiddle around in Photoshop after the event, which I hate. There is a saying, get the image right in camera. I have another saying, get it right in camera because I hate Photoshop because it's too complicated for me. I love Lightroom, but Photoshop, forget it. Sorry, Adobe. Thankfully, I'm not being paid to say anything nice about Photoshop. Anyway, I'm going on to something which is definitely for another episode. So rule of thirds, an excellent starting point. If you want to just go and try that one, hopefully you'll be pleasantly surprised by just what it does for your compositions. It's brilliant and I use it all the time. Next rule that I use is depth of field. Depth of field is important in landscape and architectural photography and lots of other photography. It gives sharpness through the depth of an image from the front to the back if you want. There is an opposite of depth of field, if opposite is the right word. I call this one flipping the rule, where if you want to make something stand out, you blur everything else. This is to do with changing your aperture, which we'll come on to in another episode. So you can have a shallow depth of field where there's one thing in focus and everything else is blurry, or a larger depth of field where everything is sharp. Okay, let's move on. Diagonals and triangles. 
Now, you can find diagonals and triangles in buildings, streetscapes, and in nature. They can make interesting points of interest within a photograph. I use them quite a lot in my architectural photography work. I can't say that I use them a lot in landscape photography or travel photography. It's more of an architectural thing for me. Again, once you start looking for these shapes, it sort of helps you with your composition and it gives you something to start from. And then if you can find other triangles and diagonals, you can get some interesting arrangements that make sense and give a pleasing image. It's good to look for these things and it gives your photos intent and structure. I wrote that and I quite like it. It gives you photos intent and structure. I could use that somewhere. Moving on, less about me, more about the rules. Not rules, sorry, tips, guidelines, that kind of thing. Foreground interest and depth. I use this on my landscape photography all the time. Architectural photography, I use it where the scene requires it. But on architectural photography, I've got a specific thing to photograph. So um, my compositional choices are reduced, shall we say. But there's depth to be conveyed in any scene if you look hard enough. This is about placement of the elements within a photo to give depth. And when you're doing that, you're leading the eye through an image from the front to the back, which makes it more visually appealing. And it means people will spend more time looking at it rather than just scrolling straight past having given you half a nanosecond of screen time. Next one, high or low, different viewpoints. Well, the rule's called high or low. I don't know who came up with that rule. It's hardly a rule, is it? It's just, yeah, high or low. On a commercial shoot, I'll take the photo that I need and then quite often I will take a photo from higher up I even I have a painter's pole with a tripod attachment so I can attach my camera to a painter's pole and I can get my camera five metres up in the air, which is brilliant and cheaper than a drone, I can assure you. Less than £20 on Amazon, other shops are available. So I can get a high view from a, a painter's pole or just holding your camera above your head. If you've got an articulating screen, that helps, but I don't on my Canon 6D, but I still manage, so don't worry about that. Or you could climb up step ladders, go up some stairs. There's ways of doing it. I also take photos from very low down, which for me is on the floor. I use a platypod for this. I've also got a Manfrotto Pixie, and sometimes I just place my camera on the floor. And you're giving different angles, which gives my clients something different, and it'll make your photos more interesting. So it's really good. Leading lines. I use leading lines, which again, draw you into a composition. It's a naturally pleasing thing to do and gives your photo a purpose and somewhere for people to look. Use leading lines all the time. Reduce clutter. I hate cluttered photos. I spent years taking cluttered photos that were quite frankly rubbish. So decluttering photos, do it. Scale and hierarchy. I mean, for me, this is showing the scale of a building in relation to things around it. Quite obvious, but you can apply this to any genre again. Simplicity and minimalism. Yeah, this applies to any subject matter. And it's one of my favourite things at the moment, minimalism. It's not lazy, it's minimalism. Exclude things from a photo, don't include everything. It makes what you're including in your subject matter stand out really well. Recommend that one. That's those rules that I use. Those rules? Well, that was nearly English. I did say it was in plain English, I didn't say it was in good English. So I consistently apply the rule of thirds to my work, all my photography work. It simplified my image capture, it gives me a consistent look, and I worry less about com- composition as I've got a starting point. To sum up, these aren't rules, these are just things that help us and are great to get you thinking about composition. Learn these rules, enjoy trying them out, see what works for you, but please, please, please think about composition with every photo that you take. That's the big takeaway. The rest of it's detail, but thinking about your composition more will on its own improve your photos. Trust me. I've been through this process and it made a massive difference. 
So what's next? Well, we're at a point now where I have an episode drafted out that I don't want to publish because I want to go down a different route. Um, That's the problem with having a brain like mine, which takes you all over the place. Come back next week and you'll find something really good, I hope. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. I have. I've loved looking into composition and telling you what I do. I hope this helps you. If it does, please leave a nice review and rating wherever you get your podcast from. And also please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you could also tell everyone you know about my podcast, that would be even better. Or just even one person. That would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, out of time now. Check out my website, rickmacavoyphotography.com. Check out my blog. Get in touch if you want me to explain something. And that is it. The 10 minutes is over. More than. This episode was brought to you by the power of me needing a beer. Not had one yet. Going to digress there. On the, um, I think it's the Bus Sprout Guide to Recording a Podcast, it tells you how to set things up and all the technical stuff. And it says, okay, sit down, relax, get a drink, glass of water, beer, maybe a whiskey. And I just thought, it's not a bad idea, that, but I'm recording this at nine o'clock in the morning. Well, not this one, but I have recorded at nine o'clock in the morning. I'm done there. Thank you very much for listening. I appreciate you giving me 10 minutes of your time. I've been Rick McAvoy. See you on the next episode. Cheers from me, Rick. My brand new course, How to Become a Real Estate Photographer, straight talking advice for beginners to get you making money quickly and build a career, is available to buy now. Find out more at rickmacavoyphotography.com forward slash courses.